Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Well, the ref said he's going to stop it in a second. He might stop. He's probably yeah, taking it back. And that is going to do it. Billy Corantello out of Buffalo, New York. Stop Smokely in round three. I got that dog in me, and we made an ugly, dirty, grimy, bloody fight, and we got the dub. Billy Corantello! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. All right, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, hope you guys are doing well. I can't believe I'm talking to you on a screen again, Matt. It was so nice being in person and then uh, this this whole last week. I mean, I know that was a week ago, but still. We had a good, well, now you're feeling that whole thing, the whole in-person thing. I know. Was today. First of all, wait, hold, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, everybody wait. Well, yeah. Are you ready? Yes. Happy birthday to you, my little Jimmy Bird. Happy birthday to you, Jimmy, my BFFFF. Happy birthday to you, Jimmy Norton. It never gets old. Happy birthday to you, my friend. You. Thank you, Matt. Are officially, you know, 53. 53. Jimmy, you know I knew you before you were even 50? I know. We've been doing this since... We were were doing this show. Yeah. While you were still in your 40s. That's right. And my neck wasn't fat when we started. I was in the gym today. It felt so good to do like a real workout again. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to get rid of my fat neck. Had enough. You don't look big. Oh, I look disgusting. You saw me in person. I was awful. I saw you in person. And what you don't see on air is... You got a little, 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 little tummy. A little, yeah, a little big, bit. Jimmy. Yep, I know. I, listen, I'm not doing what you did to me the other day. What? You know that I'm a, I'm a funny six. I don't need to hear that shit. <laughs> did I say um, that? Yeah, because there's some truth to everything. You did say that. I don't remember. Well, you meant it. I meant it. No, you know what it is? You're 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 an upside down nine. That's what I should have said. <laughs> Jimmy. I love you. We have another. Speaking of funny people, yes, we have Billy Quarantillo coming in uh, well, a little later. Billy, what's that? I wasn't talking about Billy Quarantillo. Was he? He was good. God damn, was he devastating? What a fight! Dude, I'll tell you right now. What the fuck was he living on? Wheaties? The last how many? That dude. Yeah. Talk about endurance. What the fuck? Crazy. Benita's very tough though. But there's a couple times he took that on short notice that fight, and there's a couple times I thought he was finished and uh, very very tough guy. So really really great fight. Wait, which guy is finished? The guy who Billy was fighting. Yeah, Benitez. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Billy had a performance of his life so far. Incredible. I'd have to spit when I said that. Well, you, you're uh, like, you know, you, you're trying to emphasize. Hey, what's up, bro? Have we met Mike or no? Jim, we haven't met. Okay, no, cool. Because right, I always feel bad when I've met somebody. I'm getting to that age where I just forget sometimes, but there's no, it's not a reflection on the person. It's just my fucking mind is going a little bit. So I don't know if you're like that, but I'm really bad at remembering people I've met. Yeah, well, especially if they're not interesting. I'm just like, I don't need to keep this in my brain. I know, but sometimes even if they are interesting, uh, which really does not bode well for the rest of my fucking career, that I'm <laughs> if I'm getting other comics, then I'm definitely going to start forgetting material. Where are you? I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, you are in LA. Okay. Is that, is that where you live? Yeah, I moved to LA from uh, Chicago and grew up in St. Louis. Did you do any improv in Chicago? That's a big improv scene. Yeah, man. I didn't really get serious about stand-up till I moved here because I was working at Second City for, you know, six, seven years and really doing well there. And um, But stand-up is, man, that's my thing, you know? I'm reading about your podcast. You do something called Promoting His Weed and Grub podcast? Yeah. What is that about? Weed and Grub? Oh, man. Oh, that's my podcast with Mary Jane Gibson. Her real first name is Mary Jane. And um, she Works wrote well. for High Times Forever. Now she writes for Rolling Stone about weed. And we met when I was doing videos for BuzzFeed, where I was like smoking with Snoop Dogg and getting high with a sloth, shit like that. And then- uh, a sloth? Yeah, man. Have What's you ever a met sloth? a sloth, Matt? What's a sloth? Is that a, is that a they rapper? Have like, they're like the three-toed animals, right? No, they hang, right, yeah. I thought it was a rapper or something. He's no. like Snoop Dogg, and then he's getting high with a sloth. Like an actual sloth? Yeah. Sloth would be an amazing rap name. Just <laughs> yeah. like really? sloth. Wait, I'm, I'm confused. You were, you were smoking weed with a sloth? Yeah. They so smoke I got, weed? They don't, but they act like they do. Yeah. They're kind of weird. Yeah. They have a weird energy to them. They, they look like they're kind of nice to pet, though. I wouldn't mind petting a sloth. Jimmy, you're acting like that's something normal. This uh, Smoking, listen. Smoking with Snoop Dogg is something like, oh, that's crazy. But you're smoking it with a sloth. How does that even happen? That you're smoking weed with a sloth? Forget about Snoop Dogg. I'm talking about the sloth. Yeah, I don't know. They asked me to show up to BuzzFeed really stoned. And then they told me I was supposed to be like drawing and coloring pictures with kids. And then they surprised us with a sloth. And Uh. it was one of the best days of my life. Now, Mike, are you an everyday smoker? Are you... Yeah. I mean, like I grew up, I, I was really excited to talk to both of you just because between stand-up and athletics, that's my life, man. And weed. Yeah. Got a big yeah. part of your life also. Huge. Totally. Right, man. I'll, I'll tell you right now, Mike, I like you already. I like you already. Cause I can tell you laid back and I'm telling you, I don't meet a lot of potheads that I don't like that something about them. I genuinely get along with probably because and Matt's a real pot. Matt, you smoke a lot more pot than I thought. Like wow. we kept going on last when, when at, during the uh, UFC 264, like every in between fights, in between like rounds, Matt was going out and smoking. Matt smokes a lot. I thought he just did like one hit. Matt smokes a lot. Yeah, pass some judgment on me, Jimmy. <laughs> no, it's fine. I enjoyed our chats. I'm a, I'm a former champion Hall of Famer. I mean, he knows that. just beat me up as a pothead. I mean, you know what I'm saying, Jimmy? I'm not out there blowing it out the window saying I'm looking for a job, ma. No. I, I, I'm successful, motherfucker. You are very successful. All right. I'm sorry. Jim. That's okay. You do a large amount of pot smoking. Well, hey, Matt, I'll tell you what, because I do listen to the podcast. So I know what, there you go. 
I'm fucking smoke with Hey, boy. Hey, hey. Salute. 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 We, um, I like, so I know you like all during the UFC fight, you'd step outside after eating chicken wings and cannolis on Jim's couch, get real stoned and come on back. So, you know, I won a gold medal as a roller hockey goalie for Team USA Did you? in the Pan American games. So, wait, wait, what? Roll up? Yeah. So, the first half of my life, I was a roller hockey goalie who got to travel all over the country, train at the Olympic training centers. And we beat Canada in the Pan American finals as Team USA. And so I won a gold medal representing our country. Um, and the only time I wasn't smoking weed was when we had to get drug tested by the Olympic Committee. So let me, what do you think of the Olympics now? They're like, uh, there's a COVID outbreak, Toyota's pulling their advertising. Like, I feel bad for the athletes. You work your whole fucking life to do this, and then these crazy circumstances happen. That's a fucking great question. But I was really quick, Jimmy. What yep. got you more dates more? The roller hockey fucking championship or the com- comedy stuff? Because if you go to a girl, you know, listen, I don't want to brag, but I was in the, what'd you say, the Pan Ams? I'm a Pan Am champion? Yeah. I'm a Pan Am champion. Because I'm also, we have so much in common. I'm a Pan Am champion. I mean, I was wow. traveling fucking people. I wasn't, <laughs> I'm listening to me. I want to know if you got some dates with girls. <laughs> Jimmy, you're funny. I want to know if you guys, if you're at a bar and you're telling a girl that you're the roller derby fucking champion, what is she saying? Her head spins real quick and all of a sudden she puts her hair behind her ears. Yes. She's like, Wait, tell me more about that. <laughs> do they get, do they get, do that for, do you ever use it to get some dates? Of course. My favorite, especially when we were in uh, Argentina for the Pan Am games. My one of the things that I haven't talked about anywhere was we won the gold medal, but I also made out with a speed skater. And, you know, I, between those two things, it was a really great trip. You know what? And it's so, so great about that. You said you just you got, you got the base one, but it was probably just as good as going all the way with something not as as uh, as as exciting. You know, what yeah. I mean? speed skater. Shit. I can only imagine. She was really hot. She was really she was, hot. Was I tackled back in the day. Is it? And by the way, Mike, is it as as uh, contact as regular hockey? Like, uh, are, are the rules the same pretty much? Like, you're really banging in it, guys. Yeah, you are absolutely. Especially the way that the NHL is now with speed. I feel like it's a lot more run and gun. And roller hockey, there's like the the, the patience is different. You know what I mean? It's like you come out swinging right away, and it's just right blasting back and forth down. And as far as the Olympics are concerned right now, like, come on. I don't know if you smoked during um, your years fighting against like St. Pierre and stuff, Matt, but like we got to quit because it is medicine at this point. Like the NFL just put a bunch of money into research because it's supposed to help with like CTE and stuff like that. And so if that's where we're at, like we need to, get it together and kind of make this at least, at least don't test for it. I don't, I understand not everybody in every country can make it decriminalized, but at least stop testing for it. Right. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you now is when I, as far as when I was training, it would be for after my camps and stuff, because I was such a, I was so anal about my, about my training where if I got tired in training, I, and I feel it was because of that. And the weed makes me too relaxed. It makes me really chill, which is great for so many things now. I, as a guy, 47 with three kids and yeah. training now with my fucking arthritis. Jimmy knows my knees suck. I can roll jujitsu for hours. The walking and the running, Jimmy, I tell you, I walk kind of yeah. like a old man, but I can still fucking strangle people. So that's where, that's where it's phenomenal for me now. That's why I fucking live on it. But 
Back in the day, I felt that you have to have a certain mind fight, a mindset, a mindset when you're going into that cage and even preparing to go into that cage. And I felt it wasn't beneficial. I felt and that I felt it made me too like, what's up, bro? You but know? definitely not a performance enhancer. Like definitely, if anything, Matt, you felt like it might have made you a little too mellow, but it wasn't a performance enhancer. Oh, like, no, no, yeah, no. Right. Yeah. Not an enhancer. Maybe now for me, but. Does it help you heal faster at all or no? Does it, does it treat injury? Meaning, because you know how you say certain things like guys cycle through, they heal faster. Does, is there any pot that will help guys heal faster and give them a performance advantage that way? I don't think so. I, I mean, the, the big, and, and this is why it's like an I don't think so, is because it's illegal still they nobody can get money to do research to right. see if it would actually help you or hurt you but i mostly watched it to watch game tape for me getting high and watching game tape was the best because i can like kind of you know see it from a macro level and kind of read it differently when i than when i was in the game itself but it never helped me recover it just helped me not beat the shit out of myself if i let in a goal i shouldn't have you know right Right. It's probably different for different sports and whatnot. You know, I can see how it could actually maybe help you because it helps me like even mentally, like, like it's almost an, I'm not the type of guy that I wouldn't smoke and just, just, just lounge. I, I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm doing it. I'll fucking, I'm not into cleaning. I'll go outside. I'll clean the side of the fucking house. I'll fucking, I'll just do shit. Like, and it'll make it fucking entertaining. And especially jujitsu. I just feel like my mind gets like opened up. My body's more loose. And I'm passing guards and Camorran people. Fucking right. There you go. I was going to say, are you a big fight fan, Mikey? Oh, man. Yeah. Which I don't know. Like, I know you guys just watched, um, like, all the fights that happened this past weekend. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing lineup. And I'm super stoked for uh, Texas coming up. And that's going to oh, be yeah, again. Too. yeah. So if you guys want to talk about these, these fights that just happened or what's coming up, I'm here for it. Do you know, we, we have a uh, Billy Quarantillo in about 15 minutes. Whoa. Looked incredible. Misha Tate. I was happy for Misha. I mean, um, her, she looked real, her striking looked really good. Um, you know, she kind of, she controlled, uh, Marion on the ground and uh, I was happy for her that she got the, the stoppage. She, I think if would have had it kept going, she would have gotten the decision. Obviously, uh, she would have got a 30, 27 decision, but I was happy for her that she got the, got the stoppage. She looked good. She looked really good. Yeah. She, she had five years off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was like it was a pretty cool moment too. When uh, is it Renault? Is that how you pronounce Mar- it? Marion Renault, yeah, yeah. Like I, to leave your gloves on the mat like that to walk away, like that was a really special moment. As like I don't know, I think Misha's gonna have a belt, and that's how. And also, uh, at Quarantillo, is that how you say it? Quarantillo. Jesus Christ, that fight was crazy. That that's dude's eye, come on. Shit, yeah, that dude was durable, but God. He's yeah. probably got a whole his head in ice, right? His whole ice all over his stake on his eye, ice on his face. He's gonna be feeling that the next day. Yeah. They stopped and looked at his eye at one point. Um and I wasn't surprised they stopped that. Like the ref was kind of indicating that if this doesn't change, I think he even said it in between rounds, like, I'll stop the fight. Uh if if you, you know, you keep you keep taking damage in that eye, we're gonna stop it. Or the doctor might have said that. There was some nice uh yeah, what I fight was off off the charts. That was hey, crazy. Actually, Matt, can I ask you a question? Sure. Cool. Cause like I so I did a bunch of a screama growing up with my dad, which is like bamboo stick fighting. So yeah. like, you know, like boom, 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 yeah, boom. Yeah, yeah, like almost like kind of like salat style. Like yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And is so that a, is that a Filipino martial art? 
I'm not sure. I don't want to guess because I should actually know what I'm talking about. I might play off too. But go ahead. Yeah. So watching a fight like that or watching someone like Sugar Sean O'Malley where their hands are everywhere except where they're supposed to be up here. Like when you fight against somebody like that, like what does that do to your peripheral vision? Like how does that change what you're supposed to like? Does it change anything when they're they're that fucking loose the whole time? You know, it's always the shots that you don't see that hurt you. So the the you know, the the disadvantage, if you don't have the reflexes for that, which a lot of people don't. I mean, you're talking about guys like Sugar Sean O'Malley. He, he could do it. But he, there's also guys like, uh, I'm sorry, Roy Jones, who was very, you know, you, it's very, it's unconventional. So you don't, when he goes to throw that right, you roll with it, come back. You don't have those same defenses that you're used to, or I should say counters that you're used to, because they're coming at weird angles, you know? And, you know, Raging Al does that too sometimes. Sometimes guys yeah. do that to draw guys in. Or sometimes mm-hmm. guys do that because they just, again, it just comes up out of nowhere, you know, up snap jabs. and Yeah, because what we used to do fight club in high school, which was my favorite thing in the world, where we would just all stand in someone's driveway, throw on some gloves and challenge each other and kick the shit out of each other. And oh, uh, really? yeah, I loved it. It was the best because, you know, like being punched in the face was one of the first times I felt alive. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. But then punching somebody really hard in the face felt even fucking better. and. So good. So good. Oh, good when you just put the lights out. I like it in theory. I haven't had a fight in many years. Dude, I I trained a little bit, but we didn't do any real sparring, actually any sparring at all. But it seems like I would either really love it or I would just cower in the fetal position. It's going to be one of two uh, reactions. Then the fucking COVID hit. Uh, I'm getting us the cards right now. I asked Antonio for the the Texas card because that's Lewis gone. Um, And there there is... uh, Hall Strickland is, uh, I think, the week before. But you're right, uh, Mike. That fucking card in Texas. Um, Amanda Nunes is fighting uh, Juliana Pena in the Coleman. Jose Aldo, Pedro Munoz, and uh, Chiesa against Vicente Luque. What a fucking amazing card. Amazing. And not to, I, I mean, I do a weed podcast. I'm, I'm in the weed industry. But I think it's worth bringing up, too. The UFC just released, uh, did you all see that press release they said? Because... The UFC doesn't test for weed at all, but because it's illegal in Texas, they the they were like, if you're fighting, don't get high because if you lose your if you don't pass a weed drug test, you're like suspended for 90 days. It's an automatic loss if you win. Wow. Why is Texas like the land of the free with everything? Right. Right. They want no government in interference, but they're going to tell you that you can't get high. And by the way, federally, Chuck Schumer is trying to do something to get like decriminalized. Whoever's fighting it, it's probably the pharmaceutical companies, is just a fucking asshole. I don't even smoke pot. I'm sober. I can't smoke pot. But I can't tell other people they shouldn't. So whoever's fighting this is just a dick. It comes yeah. down to those pill. I listen, I, I, I smoked the herb to help me with my, with everything in my life. <laughs> For uh, my ailments from fighting. I don't pop one pill. I don't know. No, I, you know, those, you don't want to fuck with that. Right. The Vicodins, the this, and I've seen guys, I've seen them take that bad places and get, get, get fucking addicted to shit. You know what I mean? Fuck Me? yeah. I'm having a blast, Jimmy. <laughs> I like that we met Mike. Yeah. Mike, I can tell he's a UFC fan. You know? A real fan. Yeah. And, and that we podcast, how now does it, how does that have legs? Like, I love it. But what do we do every week? We're like, ah, look at this strain. Or is it <laughs> about old movies, like your favorite pot movies? Regardless, I want to be on, is what I'm trying to tell you. 
you're please. I would love both of you. Ben. Yeah. We just sit around and go, Whoa. Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. Sounds like this podcast. <laughs> no, we, we, we talk a bunch about food. We talk a bunch about um, like culture and what's going on in the world. We have great guests. We'd love for both of you to be on. Like we had um, Megan Rapino on a handful of weeks ago, the U S soccer captain. Right. Who, um, and, uh, we were talking to her about what you were talking about, Matt, about how like, you know, they'd be going back and forth in airplanes between games and doctors would just be like, here's a pill, here's a pill. And all of the U.S. women's team is like, what are these opioids? What are you giving me? So, you know, a little bit of weed just to calm down and sleep on a flight even makes the right. biggest difference in the world. It's so irritating that they're fighting the legalization. It's so aggravating. And you're and you're you're right, Matt. It's these states a lot of times that want to tell you, ah, less government is good. And then they want but they want to tell you you can't get high and, and it's fucking crazy to put guys in jail for that. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. What about now? Like, uh, how do you have a six pack now, Matt? Like, I want to know, like, I feel like maybe oh, you, oh, Jimmy, you and sorry? me, our bodies are very I'm, similar. I'm not gonna oh, here we go. Let's see. Uh, go ahead, Matt. Uh, just just show for reference. I had my kids, I had my kids uh, party the other day, so I had some carbs. All right. Yeah, Matt Let's looks really it. good. It's annoying me. Matt looks great. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, they look like oh, fucking coaster. Sorry. Uh, that, that O just came out when I saw those fucking... Then I got stung because there was some little ripples in there. <laughs> Jimmy. 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 I love Jimmy so much. Sometimes my... Sometimes Jimmy cringes when we have a guest on and come about a podcast. I go, oh, I'd love to come on. Jimmy's like... Oh no, I don't mind. I I, I actually want to like, see you on as many as as you can be on. I think that they, they would be crazy, especially because you get high. Yeah. Oh, Mike. I love it. A I'm lot. Sorry, I'm you. Is it okay? I call you Mike, even though it's Mike Glazer. I prefer it. Fuck yeah. Also, I love that Jim. I love that Jim just goes, Matt. I'd love for you to be on his podcast, and then he kind of removed himself from the situation. Oh, really well, I don't well. smoke. You know what it is? I don't smoke pot. Like. So yeah. I always feel like Benson's a friend of mine, but then oh, he yeah. had getting dug with high and I'm like, he can't have me on that. Like, cause I don't smoke pot. So it would be, yeah. he, he might do it, but it would be, I don't want it to be weird for him. Yeah. Like I don't want to put other people in the position of being uncomfortable. Of course I would do it. I just don't smoke pot, but then again on zoom, who cares? Who cares? Nobody, right. a lot of our guests don't smoke weed. Anyway, I don't have to pitch you on my pot. If anyone wants to listen to it, it's called weed and grub. Give us a shot. Check Fuck it out. You, that's why you're here. Yeah. We want to get to know you. Yeah. Are you functional when you like, do you like, I was always bad when I smoked, like I got paranoid. I never fucking did anything. And then, you know, get guys like fucking Rogan who will smoke a joint and do calculus. So it just never affected me like that. Um, how did, does it affect you like that? Or is it dependent on what you're smoking? Which, which I guess a uh, strain of it. So like, I just did my first set back for stand up last week. Like I had yeah, me too. In forever. Yeah. yeah. And I had to smoke a little bit before I went out there because my anxious, my energy, I yeah. was, I knew that I wasn't going to be um, like, I knew I was going to come out too fast. My timing was going to be weird. Yeah. So I had to get a little high and just calm down for a second to do the fucking job. Is and it back your timing? I think I need a couple more. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. You guys all sound the same with that shit. How long have you been doing it for Mike? The stand up. Uh, so about five years now, I'm, my goal the, at the end of this year is to record my first album. Oh, cool. um, that's like the thing that is a big, big goal for me that, right now, um, because I got so much material and now we're back and I need I need a deadline, you know? How old are you, Mike? 34. 
That seems a little, does that seem late to get into it or not? I don't know. Not if you're doing improv first, not if you're doing second city for seven years, because that's like you're performing live there. So it's it's technically a 12 year live performance career. Yeah. And the thing that happened with second city um, and just to be as transparent as possible is I was so good at crowd work when I would do stand up that I had no material. And I was like, this stand up shit's easy. You just find out what they did for a living and start. And so it took me a while to realize like, oh, you've got to have fucking material, yeah. especially if you're going to go on the road with people. You need to have like hard hitting material. You can't just chat with everybody and call it a career, you know? Yeah. Cause once in a while the audience doesn't want to, or they're just, or they're just, or you just like, there's times where I don't feel as sharp off my feet. And I'm like, fuck. And, and not having stuff coming back on is scary though, because I'm like, how did I get from one to the other? I forget like my memory is not as good as I want it to be. So I'm trying to bounce around and not just get stuck in some shitty 15 minute hole. Like, okay, this is comfortable. Cause then I'll go on the road and be 40 minutes short. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did it feel when you did uh, degenerates and you just like got to cook through 20 minutes of stuff right before the it, pandemic? It felt great. Uh, yeah. We taped that in like September of 2019. But the problem was I had to yank 20 minutes out of my act. It was like pulling uh, from different, that wasn't all one long hunk. That was like, a couple of different pieces that were pulled out of my act. So now I have to put it back together surgically anyway. So I, I would be a fucking mess after that. But now I got to come up with material, you know, after COVID I'm babbling. I had too much coffee today. <laughs> I fucking yammering. Hey, let me ask you something, Mikey. I'm reading here that you specifically said that Hoist Gracie versus Ken Shamrock is your favorite UFC fight. No, did I say that? No, I, I like don't know. Both hey, of listen. Them. Mike, these producers, they fuck everything. Uh -uh. Yeah, I'm going to retract that. I will say, uh, I watched, uh, to get ready for this, I rewatched you in that fight with St. Pierre where you just fucking hammered him in the side of the goddamn head and then did a backflip to celebrate. So let's talk about that. No, no, no. Come on, man. I would say my favorite knockout, though, right now is that Usman knockout where he just fucking rip the dude's head off. I can't even remember his name. Uh, Bur- uh, uh, Burns. Gilbert Burns. No, no. Wait, no. You're talking about Jorge Masvidal. Yes. That's oh, it. Oh, okay. That's what he punched. He punched through him, man. Dude. It's so, it's crazy. Like, and, and I don't think Jorge Masvidal ever, I'd never seen him hurt standing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's that like, dude's face got pulled off. That was crazy. Yeah. That was just wild, man. Hey, you're in there long enough. It's gonna happen. It's just the it's just the the numbers game. I mean, yeah. So many times you uh, you know, one time it takes you to zig when you should have zagged, and that's it, man. Yeah, I'll say that like Hoist Gracie kind of introduced like that's another that like my dad again, Steve. Shout out Steve Glazer. He's gonna listen to this. Uh, nice. You know, doing a screama with him and watching people like Hoist fight and like learning like all those techniques and what an arm bar is. And like, it, it was just like a cool way to connect with my pops and um, you know, through, through fighting and me going through puberty and being horny as fuck without anywhere to put it. So you put it into sports, you know, and that yeah. was, it was really nice. Not where Jimmy put it. <laughs> Jimmy put it bad, bad places. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty little bird. Anyway, back to some real business here. Oh shit. Do we, uh, so we have, when is that? That's next weekend. Oh no, that's, uh, when is TJ Dillashaw fighting um, Corey Sanhagen? That's next, Isn't it next Saturday. That's Saturday. That's in the apex. Yeah. You know, they asked, 
Jimmy, I don't know if they asked you. They asked me if they want to, we want to talk to TJ. You probably wouldn't care. Well, I, I mean, I look, just, I don't want to talk to him. All right. Well, I, I will defer to you, but I don't mind talking to him because, again, guys. Ugh, guy cheated, man. Well, you could tell him that. You want that? Do I really want? I'd rather, I'd rather not even. All right, fair enough. You know why? I mean, like, he's coming on the show as a guest. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. rather say, all right. I'd rather not even talk to the guy. Yeah, I understand. I re- hey, listen, I was in there. And if, if, it's not like you're, you're, you're getting this. I mean, he, got, he was taking that EPO shit, whatever it is. You don't get tired. You don't get fucking tired. Why not throw a million punches? You'll be fine. Dude, one, I was never afraid of getting hurt in there. I don't give a fuck who I fought. Because I know how to defend myself. But I'll tell you what I was really definitely afraid of. Getting fucking tired. That's why I don't even go to those fucking Versa climbers no more. Yeah. They're the fucking worst Versa climbers. We talked about that last week. Oh. They, who did we talk about that with? Who was on? Was it Longo? No. No, it wasn't Longo. But Longo's, Longo's responsible for making me hate those things. I, I remember, Mikey, when I'd have to leave for like Vegas two weeks early or three weeks early, whatever it is. And I'd have my last like session on one of those Versa climbers where I knew it was my last one I had to do when Longo's put me through it. And I'm like, dude, I'm welcome. I'm welcoming the fight because I fucking hate that fucking thing. So listen, so endure getting tired. This people don't even know. I don't think they really ever felt what truly getting tired is. People might have got winded if they're doing something a little, but like when you're fighting, and especially when you're fighting in front of the world, hey man, that's the worst feeling. And I felt it like I felt it literally twice in there. You know what I mean? Uh, one, I made it through. One, I didn't. Carol Parisian, my second CPF, where when you get exhausted, where it's like, yo, it sucks. So for somebody to take something where they don't have to worry about that, fuck Yeah. Me. I want to talk to you. All right, Mike, we have our next guest is here. So uh, we'd, we'd love to have you back on, though, man. You're really a fight fan, and this was great having you on. Like, really fun. I would love to. Thank you both so much. This was – I was so stoked to do this. I'm leaving for Vegas right now. So Oh, um, cool. Anything yeah. you want to plug, bro? Anything else you want to plug besides your yeah, your podcast? Where can people get your podcast? I guess just, yeah, just so ideas, right? Weed and Grub. Uh, check out Weed and Grub everywhere you get podcasts. And if you want to come see me perform, uh, follow my Instagram at Glazer Boo Hoo Hoo. Uh, I got a bunch of shows in LA at the end of this month, and then we're setting up tours. You know, Austin, Portland hopefully New York. So um, thank you both. This was yeah, so good talking to you, Mike. And it's Glazer G L A Z E R, not S. Yeah. Okay, buddy. We'll talk to you again. Definitely, man. All right. Thanks guys. Okay. Take care, man. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Jimmy, you like the picture I said, Brian Kalen? Yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> All right, let's get back to business. Hey, Bill. Hey, how you congratulations, doing? motherfucker. That's a great picture. Thank you. Appreciate it, boys. How you guys doing? Dude, the best fight I've ever seen you in, man. You never look better. I know. It was, a, it was a turn of events, me getting off to a good start instead of getting beat up in the first round. So 
<laughs> you didn't have to rally back like Rocky or anything. I know, I know, I know. And I was able to catch him with, you know, what we've been working on, you know, catching that straight right hand up the middle, dropped him early in the fight. And I, I think it took a lot out of him. I saw, you know, he kind of that look in his eye, like, you know, he was about to go out. He lasted three rounds. So credit to him. But I think that was a good way to start it off. And I just kept it going. Yeah, very tough, man. Uh, there's a couple times where I thought he was finished. And uh, even the announcers like Felder and, and uh, Bisping were saying, this guy is really, if anyone's going to hang in there, uh, it, it's going to be him. And he seemed like he was really, really hurt and uh, very, very tough. It was a great win for you, man. Great win. Yeah, they, yeah, it was cool. I, well, not like cool, but at the time, like I kept noticing like another person in the cage, like like the one time in between, the, like the doctor looked at him, the doctor looked at him again, and I'm like, and, and like, you know, the fight's happening, everything's happening so fast. But I'm like, is that the doctor? I'm like, the doctor keeps looking at him. And then I kind of saw his face and it was, you know, it was a mess, the fight. So, it, you know, it was definitely motivational trying to get him out of there. Well, they said his eye, like if he keeps taking damage on the eye, I thought the doctor even said that or the ref said it. And the second, the third round started, you're right back at that fucking eye. Like, you know, it was smart, obviously um, bad by the doctors to indicate that, but well, very no, smart. You here. know what? That's the thing. Um, I, I rewatched the tape with commentary. They didn't tell me that, you know what I mean? So that's such a weird thing because the doctor told him and the ref, if he keeps getting hit in the eye, we're going to stop. The oh, fight. you didn't hear it. No, oh. no, I didn't hear it at all. But all I did was when I took his back right before I took his back in the third round, I hit him with an elbow. He already had a cut here and I got him right there and it opened right up like, like a Harry Potter cut. So it was leaking. And then I took his back and I didn't think he was going to stop the fight. I had the body lock in and I felt comfortable there. I'm like, you know, I'll win like this. But then Arroyo was like, do you want the finish? You want the decision? I'm like, dude, we got to get the, we got to get the finish. And I was still looking for the choke. I was trying to set it up with strikes and then that's when the ref, Mark Smith, goes, you got to defend yourself. You got to defend yourself. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to stop this fight. And I just that's when I just started punching the shit out of him. That's motivating when they tell yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, like, oh, yeah, he, shit. yeah. A few more punches. And I'm like, oh, man, I had his one arm locked. So I was just punched him from there. It was perfect. That last. I'm sorry, Jimmy. No, no, but it's good. The third round, his corner was just adamant about, listen, you have to end this. Yeah. So it made it dramatic. I believe you, I, if I remember correctly, it might have been you throwing a kick when he landed that straight, straight, was it straight? Yeah. Right. Yeah, in the third round. Yes. Yeah. And then you fell down. Was that more off balance or did you get? Yeah, you know, I, I think it was off balance because, I, you know, I watched it and I was like, it was just a weird way I felt. Someone asked me, they're like, were you playing possum and like going down to like play jujitsu? I was like, hell no. He caught me with a good shot. But yeah, it, I think it was it was just like kind of how I was like moving, you know, I was kind of leaning one way and I was just a little off balance because I was never like, he's about to knock me out right now. Like I know he rocked me, but I was like, Oh, I'm you know, definitely still in the fight. I was, you know, using my jujitsu for a second. He got right back to his feet. So I was never, it was, it wasn't one of those where I was like, he rocked me and I need to get my wits back. Cause I've definitely been rocked like that before. I know the difference. Now, did you go on your honeymoon yet? I have not. I'm going on Wednesday. Oh, right, congratulations, not man. Next Wednesday. Where are you guys going? We're going to the Virgin Islands, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Oh, nice. My my wife had to, has to renew her passport. So we wanted to go somewhere nice. Like you wanted to go like Italy or Europe or somewhere like that. But she had to renew her passport and she's changing her name. So we couldn't do that. So we had to go to like, like a, a cool place in America. How long of a wait? I, I've heard... Somebody I know is getting their passport done and it was like they put it in a rush and it, it was a 12 week wait. Like it's everything is so slow with that shit. And it's it's it takes it takes forever. And I guess I didn't know this was a really pain in the ass to do. But I guess for like the girls to change their last name when they get married, 
it's it she's already sent in like packets of paperwork over and over and right. it take, that that takes a while too and if you mess one little thing up they send it all right back yeah it's, it's all bureaucracy and paperwork all right so the u.s virgin island's supposed to be nice though right? because it was funny the way you said we wanted to go somewhere nice but we couldn't so we're going we're going so we're, going to, we're going to detroit <laughs> great. we're going to buffalo no 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 that's where i grew up so i can make that joke um no no yeah no it's we're excited about that you know we live in florida so it's already nice and I would have done the honeymoon right after everyone's like, you know, why haven't you gone yet? Um, so I fought last December. So, I, and I hate taking a long time off like after a loss, right? So this was seven months. So after my fight, I had to get LASIK. So I got LASIK. So I knew I wasn't going to fight for a little while. I knew I was going to get married in March. So when I got married, it was already almost, you know, three and a half months since I fought. So I told my wife, I'm like, listen, once our, our wedding's over, let me book a fight, take a fight. And then we can go on the honeymoon after. Cause I knew the UFC was going to want to book me. I thought it was gonna be in June, but it ended up being in July. So the LASIK, I did that years ago. Uh, how old a guy are you? 32. Okay. Yeah. I was about 32 and I did it now for near or far sighted. You can't see far away. I was basically far sighted. Near sighted wasn't great. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was long, like far sighted. How did it change for you in the fight? Did you feel it in the fight? The difference? Could you see things a little cleaner? Yeah, it was, uh, so I've always, um, had contacts. I just, you know, when I was, when I was coming up, I just always wore contacts. I wore them when I spar, I wore them when I fight. Wow. They get knocked out all the time when you're sparring. The Nevada athletic commission doesn't let you wear contacts. Um, you know, but I, I would just, you know, keep them in anyway. And most fights, like the last two fights, they would get knocked out. So like, I would at least have one of my eyes, my contacts out. So I've won several fights like that with, missing one contact, even though everything's like really blurry. Uh, but when I lost and my, I couldn't really see my eyes were completely blurry. Just the next day, I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm a UFC fighter and I'm risk, I'm risking the chance of not being able to see in a fight over, you know, contact lenses. So, uh, I got the PRK surgery, which you're, you're, you're allowed to get with the commission. You're not supposed to get LASIK. I know there was a thing in New York a while ago, someone got LASIK eye surgery and the New York commission gave them, they, they like, they didn't let him fight. And it was like, it was like a big deal because LASIK eye surgery. And I've talked to a few doctors, LASIK cuts like your retina, like on the outside and they pick it up, fix, fix your eye. And then like the lens goes back over when that part heals, you still have like a vulnerable flap there. Ah. Where with PRK, what they do is they, they use like a laser. I don't really know what it is, but it like, files it down all the way. So instead of like cutting around it, it files it down all oh. the way and then they fix it and it actually grows back. So it's a little bit more, they call it more invasive. It wasn't bad for me at all. It took like a week and you know, I have 2015 vision now. You're awake when that happens. Because I remember in the, when I did it, like I did LASIK and you hear duck, 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 duck. And like <laughs> you feel it go black and you're like, that's my eye being lifted off. Like my retina, oh. whatever it is. It's, it's scary. There was that noise. How long ago did you do it? How long ago was that? I want to say 15 years ago. About 15 years ago. It is. I'm so just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a dork, but I'm just so impressed with how far they've come along with like this surgery, just other surgeries. Like I got my ACL done two years ago and you know, 20 years ago, that was a, that was a surgery that ended careers. And I was, I had a boxing match eight and a half months later and I was fine. You know, same thing with this LASIK and they're getting so much better at it. Like even in 15 years, it was, I could, I could barely tell it was a surgery. Like it, it was nothing. I might go back for a touch up. Yeah. This is not the same thing at all, 
But you ever see those videos of somebody that's colorblind and then they <laughs> yeah. these sunglasses, right? Yeah. You open up and they put it on and then they just start seeing colors for the first time. And then they start like crying and stuff. Yeah. Isn't that? Yeah. Dude, so, those clouds, how expensive. <laughs> Although, because they look, the, when I saw it, they looked like they were in front of a fucking trailer or something. How expensive, if I was that motherfucker, I'd be like, look, if at, this is my most valuable possession. Nobody, somebody steps on these motherfuckers. Yeah. They're punished for a lifetime. This is, I can't see green. I can't see the trees without these. Oh, uh, that's, yeah, it's, that's crazy. Jimmy. Right? It's like the number one possession. Expensive could those be? I don't know. I've never. I don't know what you talk about. I believe you, but I don't. Fuck? Billy knows. I know you're talking. About, I know you're talking about. It's amazing that they can do that kind of shit now. Like someone who's they've they've done it with people who are like completely deaf. They can hear. Like imagine that you put them in like like and they're like oh my god like it's just so incredible yeah. how, how far how far we've come as humans. Get you right in the feels. It does. It really does. Yeah. And, and you know, but that was just for like my fight. I was like, it cost me four thousand dollars out of pocket. I was like, I should have done this ten years ago. You know what I mean? Like, wow. literally, like I couldn't see in my last fight, and I'm. It was what I thought was a close fight. You know, if I if I stop a couple of takedowns, if I you know turn it up a little bit on Tucker, I could win that fight. But I could, I literally like everything's super blurry. And not to make that excuse, because maybe maybe either way he kicks my ass. But vision's one of those important things you want in a fight. Yeah, you you definitely need it. Now when they do it, because you said it's a little more invasive, you're awake for it. They what do they do? Mm -hmm. They hold your eye open. They numb it. Then they needle numb it, and then they file it down. They don't even no needles at all. They they actually gave me like like muscle relaxers beforehand like basically stuff to i forgot what it was but basically stuff to make you feel like all like loopy so yeah. they give me these two pills i put them under my tongue and it like uh, you know dissolves or whatever and i wait in the waiting room for like 30 minutes and i just got like a good buzz i'm like like high wow. as shit i'm like like you know tripping on they're like all right yeah. you ready i'm like all right let's go and you know you just you're not even like conscious and they laid me down what it felt like was they felt like they opened up my eye and it's like like little like weird lights going at me and stuff, and you can kind of hear them talking, but it, they just kept like putting drops in it, and I could like barely feel anything. Yeah, how long did it take? It took twenty minutes, maybe not even, maybe like ten minutes for both eyes. Yeah, so wow. they did both eyes, and with this one, it's a little the healing process is a little bit different. When I left there, I could actually see like pretty much fine. It was like a little hazy. But what happens is since your eye starts like healing after that, it, it goes from like, you can see really good right away, but it's like real sensitive to as like the next couple of days, it gets worse and worse because oh, wow. it's like healing up. So like, then it started getting like really cloudy and like, almost like you couldn't like really like, like blurry. And, uh, and then after like three days, it was completely fine. They tell you that that's going to happen though, right? Yeah. They told me it was going to happen. It was funny. They go, don't go to any dirty, dusty environments. And I had to coach that day. I coached the day I got it done. I went and coached a few amateur fights. And if you've ever coached amateur fights before, every place they fight in is dirty and dungy. <laughs> like it was like, did you wear goggles? <laughs> yes, I did. I had, I had like the old, like basketball goggles on like Kareem. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like holding mitts for the guys. It was that literally that day I was holding mitts for them and it all worked out. Yeah, you really you appreciate it, Matt. You were talking about the hearing when the first time you could see clearly, you're like, "Oh fuck, man, this means a lot." Like it was so bad. You don't realize how bad it is until you can see fine. 
It's like the first time you take a cock pill, Jimmy. Oh my <laughs> God, go, dude. Oh, it's bigger. It, I can't believe uh, the life difference that makes. Yeah. Taking a dick pill. I, I, I got myself hooked and wow. I'm never going back. Do you ever take one? They're fucking amazing. I never have. And I don't even know if like USADA, I think that might be like a USADA thing. Uh, well, that's what like, Joan said. Fucked him, right? Didn't, didn't yeah, John well, say that? Yeah, and I've never, I've never really looked into it enough. Uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough not to, not to need it. I'm sure, I'm, you know, I'm sure it does like a lot of extra good shit. But yeah, yeah, I've never, uh, I, I, I've heard of people. Well, I've heard of John Jones testing positive for dick pills. So I, I never, uh, you know, I, I try to stay you side of clean. Yeah, smart. Yeah, that's fucking fine. Hey, Charles Rosa, out of everybody. Yeah, I'm hearing you calling out Charles Rosa. Who's, who's coming? Oh, up? you know. Yeah, he looked good. So, yeah. So, you know, obviously the UFC, they always ask you, who do you want next? Who do you want next? And there was a few names that I was thinking of going into that fight. But I always like when I when I have a fight coming up, I get like obsessed with it. Like, you know, it was July 17th. Like, I'm getting ready for this fight. I'm getting ready for this fight. I don't even want to think about like other people. So I've watched the last like few months. And that was just a fight I remembered because I remember his opponent, Justin James, um, you know, bet on himself. He was that fighter that oh, right. bet, he bet his whole show money yeah. um, on himself winning. And they were going back and forth, but I was like, you know, these are featherweights. I should watch these anyway. Uh, and Charles Rosa squeaked out a victory and I was like, Oh man, that'd be, that'd be a, a great fight for me. Now it's, it, I've kind of gotten to the point I've gotten some comments about um, and even talked to some people, you know, in, in the know. And they're basically saying that they want me to fight like an even higher ranked guy. And I looked at Rosa as, you know, he's got way more fights than me in the UFC, but he's not necessarily like going to get me closer to like the top 15 or like the top five, top 10. Oh, so, so you're not really looking for, so who are we looking for? Um, I think so. And another name that I had that I like, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if Rose is going to be the fight just cause he's not as consistent, but yeah. I think, uh, Alex Caceres might be like the next fight. He's someone that I got, a t- I got a ton of respect for. He's been in the UFC for over 10 years. Funny story. When I, when I moved to, to Gracie Tampa South to start training, I moved from Buffalo. I only had a few months training, you know, in Buffalo moved to Tampa and started training under Matt Arroyo, who, uh, you know, Matt Sarah knows really well. Um, we had this kid named Paul Barrow. He just, like, when I moved there, he just got off the Ultimate Fighter, and he lost to Alex Caceres. And this was when I had maybe three months of MMA training. Alex Caceres was getting into the UFC. So, like, even then, I was like, oh, man, like, you know, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, man, like, that's the guy, that's the guy you got to fight to get in the UFC, you know, at, th- at this point. Uh, so it's just pretty crazy. Like, obviously, I've had years and years and years of fighting in, like, the regional scenes, the Ultimate Fighter, uh, the Contender Series, and then I finally made it to the UFC. This whole time, he's been in the UFC. So he's basically just one of those guys who fought everyone and is now on a four-fight winning streak. Uh, he doesn't have the best record because his, his whole record's UFC fighters. You know, he fought everyone. Um, so I think that would be someone who's, I think he was just ranked top 15. I think he might be out now, but somewhere, I think they're looking for someone in that like 13 or like maybe like 10 to 20 range instead of, you know, like 35, 40 range. And he's a he's a fun guy to watch too, Casares man. No one he's never in a boring fight. He's one of those yeah. guys that will just whether he's in the top fifteen or not, people will pay to watch him for the rest. For as long as he wants to fight, he'll he'll be able to get good fights. 
And Styles fights. Yeah, you guys have a, a fight of the night written all over that shit. That and you know that's the type of fights I want. And especially, I was basically begging Dana. Uh, I even mentioned it in between the second and third round. I was like, Dana, I love this Apex, but this that was my fifth fight there in the Apex. So I did all this work to get to the UFC to fight in front of these like you know big sold out yeah. crowds. You know, ha- have like those big huge moments. And uh, every single fight has been with you know, a hundred people. So it's, it's just been pretty crazy. So I was basically like, listen, if I go out there and get this, this win, let me please have a fight with an audience. Even if it's, you know, like, even if I'm on the prelims or on the early main card where it might not be a crazy sold out crowd, just having that environment there. Uh, and you know, meeting, you know, like people message me all the time. Hey man, I went to your fight in DC. DC was like my only, you know, like stadium fight people message me all the time hey man i was with your family in dc like they're crazy like i've been rooting for you ever since like you have that like that memory of seeing uh, you know like whatever fighter and i feel like i have the type of fighting style where they they usually remember me if you know if if they were like a little sober and you know were paying attention <laughs> yeah you and caceres what a fucking fight that would be you know it's funny he's only 33 years old That's for as many fights he has, it's crazy. Incredible. I'm 32, so like I would, I was a, I was super late to get there, and that's why I definitely want to fight. Uh, I would love to get on the November card. Whether they go to MS, MSG would obviously be a dream come true. I would come up and get some training in at Law, and uh, you know, get some rolls in over at Sarah's spot. But if it's if it's in Vegas, I, I heard they were talking. It might be New York, might be Vegas. Uh, either one of those would be great. And Alex Caceres would be a great dance partner. I, you know, I got a ton of respect for him. He's, you know, like you said, only a year older than me, and he's been in the UFC for over ten years. So people will will show up to watch us fight. And yes, absolutely, I think, I think it would just be a banger. And really quick, dude, your cardio's just off the charts, man. You don't slow. You didn't slow down at all. Yeah. This fight. Is there anything specific, like? Like before me and Jimmy were talking, I was pointing out the Versa climate, which was oh yeah, uh, the fucking most. Is there anything specific you're doing, running hills, something specific, uh, cardio related? You know, I think it's you know doing. I do I do everything like that most fighters do. Um, you know, I do like my devil bike training. I've done like the puke trails, like Longo style. Um, I've done. I do all that kind of stuff. But I think the biggest thing is. Um, when I like, I do a lot of like, I, I was doing a lot of sparring rounds to this. I don't know if you guys have saw, I just posted, uh, I didn't do a lot of sparring for this fight because I cut this eye the same, like I reopened it. I cut it two weeks ago. I accidentally, me and this kid accidentally headbutted. So I basically busted my eye open two weeks ago and got stitches. And my team was like 50, 50 on whether we were going to pull out or not. Uh, a, a few people like big names in, in the UFC were like, dude, I don't, you know, not, not probably not a good idea to take this fight, uh, you know, because it's probably going to reopen. Um, so this fight, I just did a ton of like mitt work and I did some grappling, but because of my eye, this fight, I actually did a lot more regular cardio, like more running and biking, but most fights, I think the cardio comes from doing a lot of like rollings. Like, you know, when we have like a jujitsu night, they're doing, you know, five, six, seven, five minute rounds or seven minute rounds. And I always go, I, just, I go that guy, I go that guy, I go that guy and just do all my rounds and just try to push the pace and pride, pride myself on, on not taking those rest rounds. And I'll even call out guys on my team, like the, the young fighters. I'm like, dude, you guys are in your twenties and you're taking like round two off or round three off. I'm like, yeah. get your ass on the mat and, and push yourself. And when you get tired, when you, when I get tired, I push through that and push through that and my body gets used to it. So when, of course I was tired in this fight and Benitez is like beating the shit out of my body in the third round. I definitely, you know, you're, you're not feeling great, but I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm winning this fight. I just need to, you know, put, 
you know, put, put my foot on the gas and, and take this guy out. So, and you know, it's, 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 uh, Oh fuck! I just lost my thought. Get, oh, what, what do you mean? I mean, <laughs> it just you had it about the cardio. Oh, it was something about oh, uh, the versa No, Billy, do you think the versa climbers are nice? But people always ask me that. They're like, "Man, do you like run marathons or something like this?" I don't like running like long at all. Um, like, I don't want to run more than like five miles ever. Like, I rarely do that. Um, and even this camp I probably had the most and I did feel really good. So I'm definitely going to keep it going. Um, this camp, I definitely had the most, like every workout I, I would start with like a two mile run, uh, just to get my pace going. Um, uh, and then do my workout, like my lift or like my mitt work work or whatever. Um, and a lot of that was just to keep my weight down to have like an easy weight cut. And I had, a, I had a great weight cut because of it. You know what? No, you know what? I meant to say this. So I was thinking, cause you're talking about the lack of uh, rolling or whatever is uh, look at how great Max Holloway looked with no yeah. sparring. And I wonder if, if guys are going to take, I, I know with rolling jujitsu, it's a little different, but I mean, I wonder if that inspired anybody to spar less when they saw how he, I mean, I, I don't know if I've seen him look better ever, or at least in years against uh, Calvin Cater. So did that, would you, I wonder if that uh, is going to inspire guys to, to do a little less heavy sparring before fights. Yeah, that's, and that's, so I did, um, I will say this without the lack of sparring and rolling, like those are definitely the two that beat your body up the most. Like you're doing these hard jujitsu rounds and people are cranking on everything and you know, your body's super sore. I was doing more. I had to do more like mitt work and running and cardio and late weightlifting. So my body actually did feel better um, during these last couple of weeks, which it definitely could have been, you know, why I felt so good and fresh fighting. Uh, so there definitely is something to it. Uh, people always mention the guys that don't spar, but I, I do think like, so I got, even with the stitches, I had the stitches for a week, took them out myself. And then like three days later, it was the Friday before we left. Um, I bought like this new headgear and covered everything up. Cause I wanted to get like one look. And I basically did like a three round, three round, like sparring session with three different lefties because I knew my opponent was lefty. And we basically just told him what he likes to do. Um, and I just went like, basically like it was like a fight. All we did was like Muay Thai stand up. Uh, and I was just praying that it didn't open back up during right. that sparring session. And I felt amazing. Like I felt like to the point where I was like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to fight like right now. And, you know, and then even right before the fight, I was like, this is the most comfortable I've ever felt going into a fight. I just felt like everything was on. And that almost made me nervous. I'm like, man, everything's on for you. Like don't get clipped, knocked out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everything's on for you, but you could still end up, you know, fighting like shit. Dude, the striking to the take that everything was incredible. On, on you, the jump in me, the you were on fire, Billy Q. Yeah, what you look great. Before we let you go, what is the Q cast I see up above you? Oh, the Q cast. This is just so. This is uh, I, I built this little office area when um, uh, last last year we bought this house right when the pandemic was ha happening. So I built this little office because I do a lot of interviews, but I also do um, commentary for this Brazilian organization. It's called a uh, standout fighting tournament. And I do like the English commentary. So I'm in this office, like sometimes a couple times a week uh, yeah. and, and especially with like interviews and stuff. So my buddy saw one of those things. So he just made me this little Q cast thing. And this is just where like, I do like my setup and everything. That's no, great, man. And uh, whoever you fight next, whether it's Rosa, whether it's uh, Caceres, 
Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You really looked great, man. And, and congratulations on an excellent win. And enjoy your honeymoon uh, wherever you wind up going. Have fun, man. Yes, hell yeah. Yo, they, yeah, they, thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, I'm excited. Like I said, November with fans, uh, you know, it's a dream come true. So I'm going to stay in good shape and it's, I'm going to get even better this next fight. This seven months off was great. And I, I think with another like four months, it's, it's going to be even better. Never look better, buddy. Yep. We'll definitely talk Thanks, to you again. I'll come, I'll come see you soon in Long Island. Take care, guys. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Jimmy, Jimmy. Yes, sir, buddy. He's, he's a great guy. He's a great guy, and he's a great fighter. He he has a stadium-pleasing style. You understand? Yeah, he, he does. But uh, we can't – I listen, uh, Gamrot, uh, Matus – I don't want to fuck up his first name. Matus? 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 Matus, don't like it. <laughs> yes? Is that him? Sorry. Gamrot, he got Jeremy Stevens in a beautiful – Kamora, Kamora, Jimmy, I love it. Um, Jimmy, I feel like singing. Can I sing? Um, yeah, you sure can. Don't hang up on me. I uh, wouldn't hang up on you. Go ahead. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Uh, also, we talked about Misha. First round. Yeah. Oh, uh, Rodolfo Vera's fucking th- nice submission. Uh, and that was a, you know, once he committed, said, all right, look, I could get him down. Let me commit. I have a world-class ground game. Right. Well, I'm, I shouldn't be afraid of getting tired. Let me commit to it. It paid off. You got that third round sub with the rear naked choke. Very exciting uh, night of fights, by the way. A lot of submissions uh, and t- uh, TKOs and uh, really, really great night of fights, man. I, I'm unbelievable. You hate to. I wish there was a fucking crowd for this one. I want to talk about Islam because he's so amazing. But oh, really, my God. Yeah. Really quick. Amanda yeah. Lemos. Lemos is no lemon. She is going to be a contender. 35 seconds, yeah. A contender. She's no lemon. I can't wait to be in the same room as you. I know. I'm just going to lift you up and hug you. You're going to (laughs) say, no, no. Anyway, listen, uh, Islam Makachev. Versus Thiago Moises. Oh, my goodness. Dude. Moises didn't look like he was ever really getting his uh, fight plan together. He looked like his back was against the wall for, for all four of those rounds. I mean, he, he, third round, I thought he looked good, though. And I don't know if uh, Islam stole it at the end of that round with the takedown, but uh, he looked really fucking good, man. I'll tell you, those Dagestani wrestlers, they're just, they get, they have a knack. He was getting him up against the cage. He couldn't get off the fence. And they point out he wasn't moving left. He wasn't moving right. And it's like against guys like him and Habib, you have to get off the fucking cage. You cannot stand there and give him something to push you against. Dude, he's calling out Michael Chandler, bro. He made that slightly awkward, which you have to be. Yeah. Let's do it, he's saying. And Chandler was very, you know, he was the commentator, commentator, analyst that night, right? So he was, he kept on the analyst hat and he was talking. Analyst? 
What was he doing? Yeah, he's an analyst. Anyway, he was at the desk. He was at the desk. Yeah. Jimmy! Yep. That's a good time with you. I like that Islam Makachev. Yeah, me too, man. You can't not I'd like, like him. I'd like to see him fight RDA, or I'd like to see him fight um, uh, Michael Chandler. Yeah. But he's, yeah. Going for that. He's, he's, he's going for that belt, man. He looks yeah, like he's on a mission. 20, is he 20 and 1 now, I want, I want to say? I believe so. Yeah, he, I think he's 20 and 1. Say look to Jimmy. Oh, oh, and um, that's pretty much with that, right? By the way, between him and Habib, 49 and 1. I mean, it's just fucking crazy, these two guys. Um, I'm so proud to be uh, your friend, but I'm also proud of Jimmy. Some of the guys that fought over the weekend under the Sarah Longo banner, James Gonzalez, is, uh, one of my black belts, who just, you, he uses his jujitsu beautifully in all his fights. And he got better with his striking. He became the new uh, champion over at the Ring of Combat. Oh, nice. Oh, wait, was it Ring of Combat? And I think it was. Was it? Yes, it was Ring of Combat. And also, just look at this. Look at this without any, see this? Watch this. This is Dylan. This is Put it towards Dylan. the middle a little bit more. This way? Other way, yep. Oh, wow, there you go. Yeah, yeah, nice. Knocked him out. That's Dylan the Quiet Man Metello. Uh, that was 48 seconds. Wow. Yeah. Longo really likes him. Oh, Jimmy. Look what I just seen on my thing. You and your best oh, friend. That's ever. right. Where is it? I was so skinny there. Look at you and your handsome little I friend. I look pretty good too here. I got a beard. Yeah, but you look good now. What? Jimmy. Thank you. Uh, Jimmy, it's your birthday, Jimmy. I, you know what? I don't want to keep you another moment, Jimmy. It's your, what are you doing today? Anything? I am um, doing a show. We did in studio this morning for the first time in 15 months. Sirius won't let shows come back in, but they let us do a one-off and it was fucking great. We had Voss, we had Bobby. It was a really mean, funny show. Um, I just spoke to Bobby the other day. Yeah, you'll come on Chip soon. Love to have you on Chip. Ooh. And uh, love to have you on uh, Jim and Sam again. Come in studio. Right now, friends of the show, uh, Alec, uh, Alex. Uh, you know, Alex uh, Ponovich. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I like Alex a lot. Yes. From the Van Helsing series. Uh, he says, happy birthday, my man. He's saying that to uh, me. Tell him thank oh, you. Chuck Zito is saying it. That's Chuck nice. Zito, our friend. Yeah. No, Jimmy. All I know. What did you say? 52? 53. Oh, you're 53. I'm 53, man. Yeah. Longo's got a decade on you. Don't worry. I know. Okay. Um, and he looks terrible. It's not encouraging. I know he does look good, right? I know he looks good. He actually looked better than I've ever. I think, I think Longo, not not his dreamy headshot, the sexy pose, but Longo looked better than I've ever seen him look. When we he last time he looked great, healthy. Training. Him yeah. and his best friend, his fighter. Uh, oh, he looked fucking great. Nadell, they sit there and they get their workouts in. And he, that's what he does. He gets his workouts in and he's very diligent with it. Yeah, he looked great. Uh, that's why I got these abs. I can't get shown up by Longo. No, I know. You know. It's bad enough he's got a full head of hair. All right, listen, uh, buddy, I got nothing to say. I had a great time. Me too. Me and, too. Uh, great talking to Billy Q again and, of course, uh, Mike Glazer. And we're back in a couple days. That's it, brother. Hey, Thanks. man, Jimmy. Love you, pal. I'll talk I to love you, you pal. Days. All right, I'll Goodbye, see you in a few days. Everyone. Yeah, bye.